Welcome to Constant Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. Welcome to the Constant Struggle podcast, a podcast where we talk about the struggles balancing life and art. Yep. I'm Nick Watson, uh, a writer, a scribe. Uh, <laughs> God, that felt dirty right away. I liked uh, it. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I got a short story that was published once upon a time. There's two of them. I, I cannot remember the other one. And I think the publication went under. Uh, <laughs> so you can look for my little story, uh, The Drone Room in the Apocalypse Chronicles, available on uh, the Amazon. Yes, good. And I'm Nick's sister, Brie Watson, uh, a comedian, also writer, uh, improviser. Producer. Producer co-owner of improv niagara and uh, farmer and yeah well a little bit i got so many i've got tomatoes you know that's what i got going right now and raspberries oh yeah they're done for the season i feel like people don't hit the p hard enough on those or at all berries yeah raspberries (laughs) yes uh this is episode number 72 of the constant struggle podcast we're going to be talking with alan b uh, another comedy producer and writer and improviser. And that's a, a super fun chat coming up. But uh, before we get into that, Nick, I would just, well, let's do our little catch up, shall we? Oh, God. D- does this bring you anxiety now, Brie, asking me this in the last couple months? No, it doesn't bring me any anxiety. Does it bring you anxiety? <laughs> uh, it was making me question things, I uh. think would be. Would be fair to say, but uh, I've done a little bit of editing. Yay! Yeah, and it was actually quite pleasant. I didn't get to it last night because we had a a baseball team party, pool party. That was fun. Uh, And I was just completely zonked after that because it was outside in the roughly 1,000 degree Oh my god! Been, well, at least you were in the pool, or you got to go. I, to no, pool. I did not pool. The kids were in the pool. Well, uh, why the, the parents were pounding beverage. There you go. That's how it Yay. works. You were so th- you were staying hydrated one way. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Uh, well, yeah, it's fun. Somebody on the team have a pool kind of thing. Or yeah. Nice. That's exciting. Did you also have a game, or was it mostly just? No, that we we got a game tonight. I gotta finish up work at three thirty and hit the road for. Uh, Scarborough. Scarborough, yeah, that's like across <laughs> across the GTA. The Toronto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so you did some editing, and what project are you currently editing to remind our, our listeners at home? Oh, the, the NaNoWriMo book I did two years ago, two NaNos ago. Okay. Uh, and, and it's a horror story set in Niagara Falls, Ooh. Uh, part of a trilogy. So book one. Um, that yeah. being said, yeah. I, I went to the screaming tunnel this weekend. Oh, uh, oh no, I don't. I think it, I have. I can't remember if I put that in my story or not. Well, I think I, I did. Good. Yeah. You How, how'd you find it? How? What do you mean? Uh, Google Maps. No, I mean, did, did, sorry. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Uh, it was fun. We went in the middle of the day because we had some friends who were in town from Toronto, and uh, these friends are particularly interested in. Um, Ghosts. The ghost. The oh, ghosts. excellent. Yeah. Uh, but the only time we were really available to take them out to see, because they didn't, they came down from Toronto, they took the go train, so they didn't have a car and the, the tunnel's a little bit out of the way. Uh, so yeah. we told them, yeah, we told them. It's like in the middle, like farmer's fields and stuff. Basically. Yeah. 
in Niagara Falls, kind of on the border of Thorold. So we took them there and explored the tunnel and had a lot of fun. We screamed in it and Dan lit his uh, lit a lighter and it didn't do anything. So I don't know. We didn't get, you know, we didn't encounter any ghost type stuff, but it is a really cool tunnel, you know? Mm-hmm. Is the lighter meant to go out or something? I think it's you're supposed to bring a match and the match is supposed to go out. Okay. Who has matches anymore? <laughs> yeah, right? right. I, I don't know. Anyway, but it was cool to go. I had never been before. I only heard tales of this tunnel. We also did a ghost tour uh, with them uh, of Fort George, which was cool. Uh, Niagara Lake one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't been there since uh, high school, maybe elementary. Yeah, I, they took us. Yeah, I remember they took us. I feel like I was in cadets when we went, but maybe it wasn't. I all I, I remember a musket demonstration not working very well. <laughs> oh, which is probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now I'm stabbed to death. Yeah. Well, history. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's cool. So you're working on your horror, and the idea is just editing it and eventually releasing, uh, the trilogy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, because cool. yeah. it's just my NaNoWriMo books, and I just want to do three of them. And down the line, if I can't get any, any editors to pick it up, it, it's easier for if you're like self-publishing to right. have a series of books ready to go. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, maybe three years down the line, two years down the line, I could uh, get some self-publishing money coming in. That'd be awesome. Yay. I like that. Well, look at that. Yeah, something that would be to, that'd be some to, content for the show. Yes, right? something to work towards for sure. There you go. Cool. I could uh, be the guest on our show. We'll talk to you about your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's neat. Okay, great. You got some. How about you, Bree Bree? I've had you like did. the busiest week since I guess the busiest past two weeks in like two years. So yeah, since the <laughs> since the pandemic. Yeah. Ugh. We made the silly choice to do two shows back to back, one on a Friday night and then on a Saturday. Okay, that's fun. One in Niagara Falls and one in St. Catharines. I mean, I it just, doesn't take a day to get between those two places. No, <laughs> but uh, I think if unless uh, you're bike riding it, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they weren't they weren't super well attended, so that was a struggle oh. that weekend. But. Oh, boo. This past weekend was uh, the first chunk of the In the Soil Arts Festival that runs in St. Catharines every year. Um, oh. And we did another show. So we did a show on Friday and it was sold out. So that oh. worked out well. There you go. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was on a rooftop in St. Cat, like on St. Paul Street, uh, above the Niagara Artists Center, which is like right next to Out of the Past for contest context oh, yeah. nice. for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very cool location and Yeah, that's all a well new attended. build, Avery. No, this is old. If oh. you look like outside it, it's like Was it the, the old roof movie theater? Is collapsing. No, it's still a couple couple no, it's down, right. down the street. It's next to okay. the big church, the big silver spire church. Okay. I don't know if you, that helps. Anyway, same Oh my god, we for sure need to do a St. Pat- uh, St. Catherine's pod at we some sure, point. We should. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that show went super well. We've got classes starting up in September, which is exciting. I hope people register for them. <laughs> I also f- filmed a short a short film. I was on a short film shoot in Mississauga. That one day you came down to LA. <laughs> yeah, that was like, <laughs> was like oh, this yes, is perfect. the stupidest. Yeah. <laughs> no, that shoot was fun. It was just funny that you weren't in the city and or you uh-huh. were in Mississauga. Uh, 
But anyway, that's what I'm up to. And uh, I'm excited about this episode. And I think people at home will be excited as well. Uh, I think I like the idea of this being of Alan B talking to us about his like business of comedy, right? The business, the, the business of comedy of making, making your comedy into a business, producing things, putting on shows, touring, traveling. Yep. It's the best way to get things done is to do it yourself. That's right. Um, but also the fact that he's juggling a bunch of other non-comedy projects makes it uh, <laughs> makes yeah. it a the, huge struggle. The yeah. second best way to do it is to have your uh, own landscaping company on yeah. the side. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so super interesting ep- episode. Super nice guy. Uh, are you ready to get into it, Nick? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> here with an incredible uh actor and producer and comedian mm. improviser uh sketch writer the works what don't alan i do b. Alan hey. b, give it up alan b oh alan what bellarique what do we do what there was a time when it was like bellarique I know. B, which is alan i used to, I, I went by alan b for years I know. mostly because of facebook and then it was like sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy where just everybody called me i, yep. I, I had my name on facebook as alan b to kind of prevent people from work from finding me you know because i had a job a joe job and i just didn't i would post crazy stuff all over social media (laughs) before you know people got canceled so (laughs) you just just make jokes that you look back you're like ooh, that's probably not gonna age well yeah but anyways i I, yeah actually it was more for i would i went the first time i thought of it as i was i'm I'm getting ready to it i guess but went backpacking through europe and it was in amsterdam and i was like Mm -hmm. on shrooms and like getting high whatever and i'm posting all about it and then people from work are like, hey, Alan, having a good time? And this is before it was all legalized. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want people from work having access to. So I switched to Alan B, long story short. And then. What a pain in the ass, though. You can't just enjoy yourself in Amsterdam without no, people I know. from work I was being like. Judging. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Ripping yeah. loads of heroin. Right. You can't do heroin life. in peace anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah. And then and then it was actually, uh, you know, to continue that story, just to like, get a little button on it. Um, I years later after doing. Uh, improv um, or shortly after went to the Herald Festival in New York and going across the border I so green didn't even know I shouldn't be saying that I'm doing this so they're like what are you doing I'm like oh going to Herald Fest blah blah blah. like what's that like it's an improv you know sort of festival and they're like okay um, you're technically not allowed to do that I'm like oh I'm not getting paid or anything this is just they're like, yeah, but still, you could be taking a spot from an American improviser and like that was the whatever they they know what that that, exactly Every so American then, improviser is already there. You know so what then, I mean? <laughs> yeah. But then they looked up. So that my name, they typed in Alan Bellarique and nothing showed up. So I was like, because everything is under Alan B. And I'm like, that is a nice, uh, nice little loophole I figured out. So now I just revealed it to the world. So now everybody knows the cops can kind of totally yeah, all the cops right listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I'm so happy to have you here, Alan. Why Thank don't you. we like, let's jump into the beginnings of Alan. Of mm. Alan and your and your artistic, oh my god! Life. I, Did you when you were in school? Were you a funny, a uh, funny, a funny? I guess buddy? so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I guess I always like to be the class clown. I was uh, a bit of a um. I guess I am an introvert, which is oh. kind of weird. For I think I've I've noticed a lot of performers can be introverts, um, and their sort of way of you know, um, and alcoholics. And alcoholics, <laughs> yeah. um, is, of spreading into the world is like they have this thing that they, they put their energy. I mean, I've learned about like introverts and extroverts is that the difference is how you recharge, how you get your energy. Yeah, is being around people or being solo. So maybe introverts being solo, they you know get all this energy built up. Like I'm gonna perform now, 
do my thing, put it all out there. And then like, all right, bye everyone. And then run away. Yeah. (laughs) Run away and not talk to anyone uh, backstage. So yeah. Um, anyways, where I was going with that. Yeah. So I noticed though, when it was in class, I was able to, when I came out of my shell, make jokes. And that was kind of how I was able to, you know, it was just put on a show for the class. And, um, yeah, there, I, did you grow up in Toronto, uh, around, around I, I did a little bit of a mixture, but it was, it was, I was born in Toronto, but I moved to Mississauga, like even before kindergarten, you know? Okay. So all my schooling was in Mississauga until, um, grade, end of grade six, my parents moved to, and me moved to Portugal and we were there for what? years so, like in Portugal. <laughs> oh, and man. that was a sort of a turning point for me, grade seven formative years, oh, you know, man. in Portugal. So when I came back in grade eight, I was way more, um, outgoing. And uh, that was pretty much the first year. Like I remember our, our teacher, cause I used to always do like SNL quotes in, in class, whatever, like nineties, this was like Adam Peak. Sandler kind of days, yeah. you know, um, Adam Sandler, I'm name dropping him. Like he's my favorite, but it's more like Chris Farley and uh, those kind of guys, you know, anyways, yeah, Adam, so Adam Sandler was still funny. Then. He was, yeah, he, he, he was somehow the, 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 the center of the, the whole group, like David Spade, like even to this day, yeah. he has all these movies. He brings all those guys from that era. That's true. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. So then one day my teacher was like, are we going to do improv? Who wants to do improv? And nobody's like, you know, everyone's like chickening out. So I'm like, uh, yes, please, let's do it. So then I go up and then we had a huge, you know, and then we did like Goldilocks Three Bears and we were like improvising the story and I was playing Goldilocks. And anyways, it, the whole class was dying. And after that, I was like, I'm hooked. Oh, I just like, want to oh, do shit. more this of this. I got to do now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, why were you in Portugal? What was, uh, was, did your parents have to move for work or what was, I think my dad just had a, he was like, he was probably 40 at the time. So he was having a midlife crisis. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm good place to go for it. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they were born there and they grew up there. And I think there's a little bit of that can't go home again thing where they, you know, they're here and they're like, you know, we have a big house and the burbs and the, you know, the big lawn and we're like ballers over here, but we're also just you know, middle-class at best, you know, but if I go back to Portugal, I'm going to be living on streets with doctors and lawyers. I get to be a big wig, show off to my friends a little bit, maybe, you know, I don't know if that was overtly, but there's probably that a little bit in that, you know, so my dad went back and I think also he was able to buy his own. um, They bought like a little sort of diner, you know, cafe kind of thing. So he just wanted to be his own boss, but yeah, after being there for a year, he realized he's like, yeah, this is like, you know, you go back thinking everyone's going to be like so happy that you're back and blah, blah, blah. And everyone was just like, yeah, they're having their lives just going on. They could care less about your, your story, you know? And so my dad's like, I'm going to go back. <laughs> I realized <laughs> that, the, you know, I don't know if you, you, where did you, you grow up? Did you have a town that you grew up before Toronto? Yeah, well, we're from Welland, Ontario, yeah. which is in the Niagara region. Mm. Uh, so this is where we're from uh, originally. But yeah, it's uh, it is weird when you come back to an area like I'm not back in Welland properly, but I'm back in Niagara. I mean, you're I mean, right next door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when did you leave Welland? I was 19. Mm, okay. So I left. Yeah, I left when right. I was 19. I was like, get me. And you lived in Toronto until Actually, recently. Well, I, went, I went from Ottawa for seven years, and then mm. uh, I lived in France for a year and then moved to Toronto and then back to Niagara recently only because um houses are more reasonable yeah okay no <laughs> well, it was also always that dream of like leaving the small town going to the big city making it big 
and then coming back as you know a big shot you know <laughs> i never had the coming back part of it <laughs> get me out yeah, yeah, yeah just... well that's the thing i guess that was the thing about toronto for me it was uh either i stay here and keep working because i need to afford to live in toronto mm. or dan buys a house in niagara and i move to the house in niagara that is paid for and we don't have to um you know what i mean you don't have i don't have to work to as hard as much as hard i get to work <laughs> on my creative things mm-hmm. uh but the only you know the caveat is if i when i go perform in toronto i gotta drive there and come back right commute so i i just recently went to calgary for a week like maybe last month and um you know with the stampede or whatever but yeah we were staying in airbnb in this like little uh shoot what was it called uh mahogany Mahogany was a little sort of suburb of Calgary or whatever. Oh, and they have um, their wood neighborhoods. <laughs> yes, they're all named after wood. And um, it was right beside Pine Oaks. And yeah, anyways, like the houses were gorgeous. And I was just, my God, like the houses are so beautiful here. And then we saw like they're building some new houses and like houses from 199,000. Like oh, wow. houses, like proper, I don't want to say mansions. Like you probably get a mansion for like, you know, I don't know, uh, 400,000 out there, you know, like this is in Calgary. Oh, that's insane. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, like, well, the only, the only catch is then you live in Calgary, but, right. um, and I'm sorry for anyone that lives on Calgary. I'm sure oh, we're not very we're, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> they chose, they chose that, you know, that's yeah. on them. You made I mean, your choice. Yeah. They're close to mountains and shit, which is yeah. awesome. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, I mean, that's it's, a, no, it's just interesting because Calgary is such a big city. You would think that the real estate would be, but it's, and but I know like Edmonton's a different story because that's mm-hmm. closer to the oil and, and that boom is, uh, past, uh, so I wonder what the anyway. This mm. isn't real estate pod, but it could be. <laughs> so if you're interested in buying houses, contact us here at yeah, uh, the go. constant struggle of trying to find housing. <laughs> it right? is. That's right? what this it's, is about. That is a big struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where are you now? You're in Toronto, right? I'm in Toronto. Yeah, I live actually in the stockyards. Um, in a condo. Yeah. Not in, in a house. This in is my, house my well, you can't see it. That you own? That I own. See, yes. that you stand apart from other comedians. And we need to dive <laughs> into that. I mean, that's a whole that's a whole thing. Well, okay. <laughs> so I'll just quickly do the little Coles note version, which is um, I, uh, in 2008, before the housing market crash or whatever, I bought a condo in Cherry Gardens um, with my parents. So we split it. And they were like, because I was renting. And my parents were like, when are you going to buy? And I'd been saving. And I'm like, uh, you know, it was just it was way too intimidating to buy a place. But my parents, that's their whole thing is they would always buy. They always had two properties or three properties. So they have their house they live in. And they have another property. And they were doing that since the 80s since I was a kid. Like a rental so they, property? That they yeah, a, yeah. A, a, probably. Sometimes they had like a house up north. That way they would just. But then eventually they would rent that out. But yeah, eventually it would be like now they have like a condo they rent out. They have the house they live in. Mm-hmm. And then they had a house in Portugal, which um, they just sold. I just found out like this week they sold it. And so they they're officially for like, not forget you, Portugal. We're not going back. Yeah, there was just they have to maintain and stuff. But right. anyway, so they were always like they're big, you know, proponents of buy housing, get don't rent because it's always going up in value and all that sort of stuff. So, anyways, yeah, between me and my sisters, they were like, we're gonna help you guys with your first house, your first purchase. Um, so, but we all, we, the money will only go towards down. We can't just, we won't just give you money and you do whatever you want with it. It's got to go towards a mortgage. So I was like, all right, that's a good deal. So anyways, got the condo and then, um, yeah, 2015 sold that and then put that as a down payment for this place, which is a semi-detached in, um, 
in, in uh, stockyards. Nice. Yeah. up and coming or is it and then eventually i know it's sort of yeah i think by the time i, I move out of here because when I, I don't know if you're familiar with this area they have the stockyards village like nations and all that sort of good stuff when i first moved in that was like still under construction right so luckily i think i just kind of snuck under the wire there as well so I, is that I, like I, on the I, east or the west of the city it's just north of the junction if you know where the junction is yeah. oh okay yep yeah so west yeah west to north that's a yeah that's a great part of town mm-hmm it's 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 sort of uh, um, deceptively out of the way, but <laughs> at the same time, you I get to downtown really quickly, really easily. Great. So it's cool. Are you yeah. on a subway line or a bus line or? Yeah, Keel. Okay. So perfect. it's like yeah, you go basically down down Keel. Anyway, so yeah, and that's basically how uh, the subways work. You know, you go to the <laughs> subway to and the move TTC around. Map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but yeah. that's awesome. I mean, it's so rare for I think definitely for our performers. But you also said you had mm-hmm. a Joe job. Let's rewind a little bit. Let's keep, sure. I feel like I fast forwarded a I know, little bit like, too much. Yeah. So your class learning cloud, all about me. You do mm-hmm. improv. That's the point, right? That's <laughs> yes. That's the struggle. It's funny that you since you were talking about this and I'm on this very appropriately named podcast. The reason, and this is going to be the weirdest, most privileged thing to say, I guess, but um, the reason I own a home is so I can continue being a comedian in the city because hmm. you know what I mean? Like, otherwise it would just be like, it would be too much pressure to like rent, you know, forever. Like I would have to buy something, you know, That's and why I have I'm to, here. yeah. So I'd have to get out of the city to own something. And, but I don't want to live out of the city because then if, I know if I do that, I'm not going to be doing comedy anymore, you know? Yeah, so, no, you're going to be commuting. <laughs> exactly. And I'll just give up because it'll just you be too much commu- hassle. Yeah, I see what you're saying. No, no. I mean, you uh, if, you, off hours. <laughs> if you can do it, I'm like more power to you, honestly. Um, and I, I do love seeing people pull it off because it kind of gives me like hope that, okay, maybe, you know, I can move to, I don't know, Hamilton or Barrie or whatever. And the Somewhere Hamilton that's... scene is booming. I know right now. So Hamilton... many Toronto people move to Hamilton. I don't know about Barrie. I don't know if they have a huge comedy scene. <laughs> I, do. I mean, they have a comedy scene in Hamilton, I'm assuming, right? Hamilton's yeah. got one. It does, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I would love to do is um, what the improv embassy did, you know, in Ottawa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like the, those two guys, they were out here in Toronto um, and they were just like, you know, another couple of improvisers and they're like, screw it. We're just going to go to Ottawa and create a, an improv hub. But and we'll be now. Are they back? Yeah. They moved okay, back to see, Toronto this summer. Oh, but that, oh, that no. was different. That was circumstantial. I, the reason they came back is because they have two kids. Right. And they want to be close to their uh, family and stuff, which I'm like, I, I get. Yeah. I can imagine also like after this pandemic that like a lot of that stuff was impossible. Like here in Toronto is impossible. Never mind. Yeah. You know, when you're at the, the small town, like I'm not Ottawa's a small town, yeah. but not, Ottawa it's not Toronto. Feels like a small town. Yeah. yeah. Even though it it's does. actually pretty big. Yeah. Cause it's only got there. that one little downtown strip, which is yeah. so bizarre to me, but there's like, um, yes, yes. However, there's, like, yes, there's uh, a little village. Yeah, there's like a couple little communities that are like awesome in Ottawa too. Like on Somerset, there's great little restaurants and bars and stuff. And then uh, on Bank Street, uh, all the way up on Bank Street, there's some, again, and in Westboro, there's a bunch of like little communities where you could do or little neighborhoods where you could mm-hmm. do stuff and people would go out to. But yeah, the main the main touristy like hub of Ottawa is definitely the market. Right. So, market yeah. area. I'm sure there's, so I did not know that. So Improv Embassy is done. Is that well, no, not necessarily. It's there. just, yeah, I think they they handed the reins over mm. to somebody else so that That's they good. can move back to Toronto. See, I'm glad. But, I, I like that that Canada's kind of developing those these different sort of comedy centers throughout. You know, I just yeah. I, I, I want to find out what city is missing it, 
and I'm going to move there and create it there. That's my plan. <laughs> what Unless if someone Cal- steals it from me. Say, what this. if it's Calgary and you can buy Medicine it Hat. <laughs> oh, Medicine I, Hat, Alberta. Yeah. No, I mean, they, if, do, they do have stuff in Calgary, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no letters, no letters. <laughs> yeah oh my god we can't handle all the complaint <laughs> emails <laughs> okay so you're you're class clown you do improv mm-hmm. you discover improv in high school but it's not like the can the canadian improv games or anything like that no it? well okay the, fir- the first one was in grade eight and i guess what we okay. did looking back at it now would be like an uh, almost like a narrative sure um but it was like with a structured narrative so we used goldilocks and the three bears uh that story as the framework you know and there's all the familiar beats, you know how it's going to go. But then you kind of, you know, you add flourishes throughout a little jokes as you go. And that was that. And was this then, kind of like drama class or English this was class like, or? so grade eight is like, this was just class class. You oh. have one teacher for the whole day. And then, you know, <laughs> right. sometimes we're like, we're going to watch a movie today. This day, I think she was just like, we're going to do improv today. Because oh, <laughs> I did not prepare a, uh, a lesson, <laughs> a lesson plan, plan or whatever. <laughs> so I was like all about it. But yeah, then uh, moving to, or moving to, when going to, to high school, um, I started taking drama and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I guess there was, a, you know, the sort of, I'm trying to think because that, even that was like, there was an improv games. It was like, but it's all those kind of warm up games. Just drive me crazy. You go to second <laughs> city and then it's just like do one-on-one of clap focus for like eight Six classes. Hours. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> like, can I do scenes yet, please? <laughs> um, yeah. So that was really, then when I moved to uh, Toronto, that was like when I went to second city. Um but even that, it took me, I was a bit of a late bloomer in the comedy world because I was kind of floundering. I moved here when I was like 25 almost. Okay. And, you know, you go to, at the time, this was before Facebook, I'm aging myself right now, but <laughs> you go to Second City and, um, you know, you do your classes and after class, you're like, all right, I don't, all right, bye everyone, I guess. Like, what? Okay. where do we go? What do we do? There's no comedy bar at the time. It was like, there was no... Like, where's the community? How does the community work? You know? Yeah, I think that's a, actually a big problem with the the way that Second City is structured is that once you finish your A to E, there's no like, okay, but now what? You know? Yeah. Even if there's something like, okay, great. Like, let's bring you in and do some grad shows or whatever, whatever. Mm. Let's build. But and I guess there's no like infrastructure for I'm, continuing I mean, nowadays, improv education. I, I feel like, you know, and I don't want to sound like, again, this old timer. There's like a lot of old timer sounding stuff. But anyways, I keep kids nowadays have it so easy. <laughs> okay. Because there's Facebook, you can meet someone or you see someone on stage and then you can be like, oh, I see them on social media. See what shows they're doing. Go to their shows because there's a Facebook events. None of this stuff existed. You have to go to Now Magazine and flip through Now Magazine and see comedy listings. If someone posted it, then go to the thing. And if you're a social extrovert, maybe you'll have a fun time. <laughs> Otherwise, you just sort of stand there and like don't want to approach people yeah. because you're like, I don't know what to say. Like, hey, can I can I be an improviser now, please? You know, <laughs> can um, I play with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was point. a lot of that. Yeah, I didn't and come was... to, yeah, I didn't come to comedy until like much after Facebook. <laughs> mm. Like Facebook was already. Yeah, because I started in 2005, 2006. Yeah. And it was like right before, started, you know. Yeah, and so I kind of like left for a while. So when I came back 2008, 2009, like people that I was around, you know, like um, a good example is I, I took um, uh, what's called the Second City class with Ken Hall and he was oh. brand new. Oh. And then I left for four years and I come back and he's like, 
two-man no-show Ken Hall <laughs> you know superstar and I was like damn that's happened in four years <laughs> so I thought okay I just four years for me and then it uh, turns out I'm not Ken Hall so it <laughs> <laughs> they, we can't all be Ken Hall no I know I know that. yeah he's, he's one a, of he's, a kind he's sure. one of a kind for sure but, but that, yeah. okay but in that process is that mm-hmm. when you started um, so yeah because We'll talk to different performers who perform a lot, but you're a producer as well. You like to run shows and put mm-hmm. shows together. What was that out of? Uh, was that out of? You know, like what do we do next? What's after? Yeah, I mean, I again, like you were saying, like it would be great if like Second City or these other schools had like okay after. I mean, I think they're kind of toying with it now, but like after you graduate, they show you okay how does how do you apply this in the real world? Like in college, you go to college and they teach you how to get an internship or whatever, so that. Now, the real world application, because it's one thing to learn about it, but then how do I do the real world application of this, you know? Um, And so, yeah, for me, it was like, um, actually, incidentally, I was, like I said, so I was, I'll just back up. I, I had a job, I had a nine to five job and I just couldn't, where was it? What was it? I worked at a, it was called Intercon Security. I actually worked with uh, Daphne. Daphne Joseph, you know Daphne Coco Daphne. Yeah. So I worked with her at this. Intercon sounds intercon. like such an office space. Like, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's it was it was exactly all that, and you know, I, I just hated it, and I wanted to get laid off so that I can go on EI, <laughs> so I could then pursue comedy. This was honestly my honest to god plan. Um, that I was just like, if I can get laid off and go on EI, I'll have it made. <laughs> like that's oh, my man. dream, right? So (laughs) yeah, long story short, I figured out how to do that after two years of working hard at getting laid off. Uh, So uh, yeah, and then I went on EI for uh, a year and I found out about this program that's like the Toronto Business Development Program, where, you know, if you're on EI, you're, uh, you're eligible to, you know, have them teach you how to start a business. And I was like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start a, uh, a comedy show business. Why not? <laughs> I just I just produce comedy shows, and that's how I make my money. Didn't exactly pan out, but what I did take away from that was like producing comedy shows, and um, you know, kind of put a fire under my ass for that kind of stuff. And then I just kind of kept it going ever since. So when I started uh, in 2010, like legit, um, it was already you know with this is not TV, which is like my, the first thing that I still kind of use as my you know baseline for all my stuff is you know um connect 40 or this is how we duo it's all through my this is not tv page so i like doing it you know it's like one of those things where it's like if you're an actor sometimes the best thing you can do is just produce your own thing your own work yeah your own work yeah there's a lot of people that's it right they're just happy to come in and perform but i mean when you're making when you when you produce and you you have a show to be on you have to wait for somebody to ask you you're making it yourself yeah. Um, and what was this is not TV first? Was it always just so it started show? as a sort of um, variety show? Like that was sort of the idea of like some of the and it, it was actually you, you ever watched the Gary Shandling show or was oh it called the, yeah. Gary, Gary Sanders, Sanders Larry, Larry Sanders, Sanders, whatever it's called. <laughs> but that was basically it was a uh, a talk show and then you see behind the scenes. Right. Right. So I kind of I wanted to create something like like that. And that was what it was initially. And then, we, and then it changed to variety show. And then I kind of did like a 2.0 version in 2016 with um, some people from the community and we did it again. And that was like the more refined version that I was like, this is kind of what I wanted to get to, but I never, um, it never took off like in terms of an audience, finding an audience, but I still believe that if it had found an audience, it would have been a hit. Where Dang were you it. performing it? 
we did comedy bar in the, in the cab space. Oh. And I had no idea how to promote. That was one thing I, I know how to produce. Promoting is like the, the little things a bit tricky for me. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because uh. there's just so many people out there like promoting and there's, there's so much noise, you know? Yeah. And like, how do you cut through, you know? Exactly. I mean, Brie, you, you, you cut you, through. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you have so much stuff going on, Brie. Like you've, uh, you know, and this, you know, uh, this is where it's similar, where I enjoy doing, I've, uh, you know, it started as like, I'm going to produce stuff that I can play on, yeah. you know? And then eventually kind of became like, after I did Connect 40, it was like, um, sometimes I wouldn't even play on the show. It'd just be enough people. And I'm like, I'm just going to be the host. And you kind of realize it's like, I actually kind of enjoy creating a community show, yeah. you know, a show that uh, just people get to show up and like, even if that's what I'm contributing, you know, to the community, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, you know, it's it's and it's a reference. Connect 40 is a show where Alan casts 40 performers <laughs> to do an improv show. Holy uh, cow. 40 performers. Yeah. Yeah. Every month. And they and do about, yeah. Every month. And they do. What is it? Do you mix? Or is it groups of 10? Four groups of, of eight. 10? So five okay. groups of eight. Five groups 40. Just math, say, what's baby. the math here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five times eight. I think it checks out. And it's always um, so fun because we always play different. Each group plays a different little format. Format, yeah. So it's it's excellent experience for people who, and I always thought this was important too. And I think I see it a lot in your shows. It's not everybody is already in a troupe. Not mm. our, you know, not everybody exactly. has their has found their people yet. Well, there you go. That, this kind of yeah. goes back to what I was saying originally when I started. I'm like, how do you like? Yes, if you have a duo, you have a group. Great. I'm brand new. I don't know anyone. I don't know any yeah. other improvisers. How do I get to know people so that I get to be like, hey, let's do a duo together? And, you know, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I like creating these shows because it's like, I, you know, and going back to like before Facebook, now we have the Toronto Improv community on Facebook. Oh, my God. A, amazing resource. That I just post up. Hey, guys, I'm doing a show this date. Who wants to play? And people are like me, 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 me. And I'm like, great. And log it all. And you're all in the show, you know? <laughs> What's this your dad just- doing? <laughs> anyway yeah sorry i got a little distracted here what's he um, doing he's just watching you know on his phone with the audio i'm <laughs> <laughs> just like across the table for me i'm like do you not see him doing something here um yeah he just came to visit at perfect timing they've been oh, they were they've been nice. in portugal for the last two months oh nice and then so this is the first they came back i think yesterday the day before yesterday so do you just so do you still have a lot of family over in Portugal, like cousins and? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of us moved over here, so but we still have, um, like my, basically my dad's side all lives over here, and my mom's side is all still in, oh, in Portugal. Cool. Okay. And whereabouts mm. in Portugal? Close to the water? Well, they're on they're on the islands, the yeah. Azores, so they're right Ooh, in the oh middle of the water, right in the middle of the ocean. Ooh, that must be so nice. I know it's very beautiful <laughs> over there. It's like it's like a shot. I went there a couple of years ago. And you're driving around like the, the mountains and it's like, I feel like I'm in Lord of the Rings. It's like so <laughs> crazy old, beautiful. Uh, like, and then you just look everywhere you look is just water and ocean, you know? Uh, yeah. That sounds amazing. I want to be but, there right now. Sorry, where were we before I got rudely oh, distracted? It's okay, um, we're in Portugal now. <laughs> now we're... <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about building building space for community and mm-hmm. how important yeah, that is. I like that. Um, I was saying something about the Connect Forty. I do enjoy doing. I want to. I, I really miss doing that show. I want to do it again. Doing it online was was cool. It was it was cool to kind of after the pandemic started, like still trying to figure out. Okay, how does the Zoom version of this work? And yeah, did you do? Um, I just done improv. Least, oh, I did a couple, and then they were like the first one was very well attended, and the second one was 
less attended mm-hmm. and the third one was right. so sparsely attended that mm-hmm. I was like okay mm-hmm. I get it we're done with online stuff you just wanted to try it the one time yeah I, in case uh, it was uh, fun yeah in case it was fun and it was but not fun enough for you to commit to doing it every month right <laughs> I uh, I mean I respect Chili was doing uh, a show every week, which so is consistently yeah amazing. Yeah, Chili's um, he deserves an award for that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he was <laughs> kind of keeping the community award. a thing. Yeah, you know? and definitely like because there are a bunch of people who you know went yeah, away duo, for a bit. They do a derby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Kirk too. He's been running this show know, for the past like, like year and a half. That, that show's amazing oh. too. Yeah. Like such so well produced, you know. And yeah. he actually Kirk helped me produce the online version of Connect Forty. Yes. Um, because he's you know he's got the Zoom account and he's got all the technical skills he's and a tech he's like, wizard. Yeah. yeah. So that and was. We fun. spoke to Kirk Nick. You we spoke to him recently. He's the school teacher. Yeah. Nick takes notes. What about? Do you have questions for Alan at this? Well, point? Uh, nothing show related. I just want more Portugal information because <laughs> I'm stuck more here what? in Mississauga and. Oh boy. <laughs> I want to go to Portugal now. Yeah, no, tell me also, about it. Also, Nick lived in we, Scotland for no. a number of years, so you know yeah. that European connection is. Oh, weird. I miss yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure Scotland's very beautiful as well. Like. Um, yeah, I definitely want to go back. Like I said, my parents just sold their their house. Like I found out like two days ago, and I was already planning. I'm like, this year I gotta go and stay for a week at the place. Yeah, it's gonna and be relaxing. Have, yeah, and I have a month because I guess it's be gone in a month. I'm like, I have a month to go. Do I'm it. Right now, I'm right now. It's like it's so hectic. But oh. either way, even, <laughs> I, even if I miss that house, I can just rent an Airbnb. I do. I do want to go. Yeah. Still, it's still cheap over there. It's still a little bit of an undiscovered gem, the Azores. Mm. I'm gonna put it out there, and now it's gonna be. You know, just super popular. Packed. You know, I'm gonna get yeah. those tourist dollars from hopefully um, the Azores. The more tourists you could, uh, you can get the old improv community growing in Portugal. <laughs> exactly. Improv community. Oh my god! Do you god. speak Portuguese? Very badly. I when I, like when I lived there, I was like like very fluent. Like my, you know, I went there, and then after a year, my cousins came and visited. Like all the Canadian cousins came and visited, and then. I remember being there, like speaking with people, like in Portuguese, and people were looking at me, like, "What the hell? Like, how you you're you fully Portuguese now?" Um, yeah, and then I came back, and then just years go by, and then you know you see them again, you try to go back into it, and you're like, "Uh, um, there's a lot of ums and like, oh god, how do you say this word?" Because I speak to my parents in like Portuguese, <laughs> like you know, like I'll say I'll have Portuguese words until I can't think of what the Portuguese word, and I'll throw the English word in. Oh yeah, we're they try to do that with, with the Fringlish. We're we're. Fr- definitely fringlish speakers oh, with our mom you, yeah <laughs> right you guys both speak french we, yeah we're poorly we, as well it's getting worse, <laughs> worse so wait wait what was that what was the town you grew up was it welland welland, welland. welland it, yeah. L. <laughs> and welland is a little bit of a fusion of french english yeah so welland had like industry so there are a bunch of people from Quebec in the er, like er, like early 1900s, I want to say, who yep. I guess didn't have work. There wasn't a lot of work in Quebec, so they moved to Ontario. And there was a small French-Canadian community from Quebec who had settled in Welland, Ontario, because we had a cotton mill and other, like, like I don't know. Steel. Had, I don't know if we had steel at that oh, point. Oh, steel came probably. later. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so now Welland is one of these communities where by law we have to or the we ha- we are allowed to have government services offered in French and English because the, the percentage there's so many French people, people there. Exactly. Because there's so yeah. many French people. So similar to Toronto, but we have a higher percentage. Toronto just has so many people that they yeah. have to offer services in French as well as English. But uh, 
Toronto has loads of, of Portuguese families as well. Oh, yeah. Little Portugal. I used to yeah. live in Little Portugal. I so like I live in the stock area, just north, a little bit north. And it was like near Rogers, if you know this area at all. Um, and yeah, when I moved here, it was like we said we saw so many houses, whatever. And this was fine, like a really nice house for the price. Sweet. Snuck in. Only after I moved here that I realized it was a hardcore Portuguese community <laughs> because I, awesome. I would go around and I'm telling like my, my cousins, like, you know, they're more Portuguese than me. Um, the where I live, they're like, oh, like you're, you're in the little Portugal. You're such a pork chop. And I'm like, I had no <laughs> idea. I don't know. Maybe it was just like <laughs> attracted to it. The vibe or you're something. Like, There's something here that I recognize. It's yeah. It feels like chicken. home. It's the, Portuguese <laughs> it's the Portuguese yeah. chicken. It's the Portuguese chicken. Yeah. Um, um, oh, that's yeah. great. So it gets pretty crazy during the World Cup, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just even on St. Clair, there's like little Italy. There's like a little that's Italy. Right. And then recently Italy won the, oh, that's right. the soccer. Euros. The yeah. soccer. Yeah, the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big sports guy. Um, actually, I just recently, like, I went to, recently, like a month ago, went to, like, you know, uh, we went downtown to, like, the club district. I, didn't, I haven't done clubs in, like, uh, a decade. Like, ever since I'm doing comedy, it's just, like, but I was with some friends. They're like, oh, let's go. I'm, like, whatever. We'll have a, go to a bar, have a drink. And, um, you know, don't, we, uh, don't get into the ones we want to. So now we're just like, walk because the place is packed. Everything's like reservations forever. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Uh-huh. So like we're walking down and then I pass the one place and I see the guy that I recognize from high school. And he's like all suited up in front of a club. And I'm like, dude, I know you from high school. Right. And he's like, oh, and I start like, yeah, Peter, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, where'd you go? Xavier, this and that. And I'm like, he's like the owner of this club. And oh, he's like. He's like, yeah, come in. I'm like, oh, okay. So we go in and he's like showing me around the well, club. Well, who you like, know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all you know. This is the best part, though, because of how much of a sports guy I am. He's like, so he's trying to show off his club, blah, blah. He's like, oh, here's a, you know, he's a good friend of mine I introduced to. You. This is uh, Morgan Riley. And I'm like, hi, how you doing? Cool. And then after then, you know, just don't know who I'm talking to. And leaves. And then I'm done with the conversation. He's just like, you know, just a defenseman for the, uh, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs. No big deal. Anyway, um, <laughs> then he introduced me to someone else, uh, PK Suba. I'm like, yeah, that one we know. Yeah. That one, you know, don't know who he is either. I'm like, he's like, you don't watch hockey, do you? I'm like, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I, felt, I felt bad. He's like trying to like, you know, he's trying to like you know, show off a little bit. I'm I'm just totally failing. I'm like, sorry, I don't know anyone. <laughs> do you have but any like, come to, Yeah, come exactly. Yeah. Like you can come to my uh this is how we, uh, this is how we duo show. I have May Martin. <laughs> You don't know oh. May Martin? No? Okay. Guess Whatever. you don't watch comedy. I feel no like P.K. Subban would be fine with improv comedy. Right. Uh, okay. He's so I, handsome. I, <laughs> I love how you guys even know. This is just how bad I am. Well, I feel like everyone funny knows. Is we're Canadians fans. So that's how we know P.K. Yeah. He used to play for the Habs. Yeah, the other go. guy sounds like, is that a hockey player? Yeah, the name's the kind of familiar. Know, he's a Leafs player. Yeah, he, I think yeah. He's, he's from Vancouver because he was saying oh. you're from Vancouver. So he's probably... Uh, also got drafted there yeah. that's exciting that's mm-hmm. cool though you got to spend a night in the club even though uh you know without a reservation it's all exactly good. yeah so who you know <laughs> or who you went to high school with like, right exactly just <laughs> going back to like what i was saying like finding small towns i can i can start a improv community i just love exploring small town i mean small town like from my perspective like any city outside toronto is a small town right like going like, to like well it has fifty two thousand people that's a lot yeah, small get, like, town really mississauga yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> mississauga being the one exception i guess where yeah. it's just like i just felt like that's hardcore burbs you know um but yeah like even just i went to like peterborough last yeah. year mm. for a couple of days and then learned about um the lock 
Do we know? Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? We have seven locks, so okay. whatever. I don't even know what the hell. I was like, I I feel like I I heard about it, but I've never seen it in real life. So I was like, okay, this is you just you travel come down through. to Niagara. I will show you the locks in Niagara. You will be impressed by them. They are an engineering. Uh, These are the ones that they wonder, lift the boat feet. up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Hydraulic that's, that's locks. Yeah. That's, and that you know, and then the, the, apparently the highest one was in uh, Peterborough. Oh. At least that's how they promoted it. On the <laughs> Come to Peterborough, you'll see for the, the highest, highest lock, lock in Canada, <laughs> and <laughs> have some ice cream. I think are they pretty close to the Quarthas? I think yes, yes, yes they, they are. are that, the mm -hmm. the ice cream factory. <laughs> oh, so it must be nice and naturey up there. I it like. Is. I love a good like uh, small town Main Street kind of mm. setup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, 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 they have actually a. Uh, uh, Fat Belly Mamas in Peterborough. This like Cajun that? restaurant. Ooh. That's so phenomenal. Like honestly, like I, that uh, trumped all my Peterborough experience. I went to this restaurant and then I was talking to someone and they're like, we're just talking about Cajun food, not even Peterborough. We're just talking about Cajun food. They're like, oh, there's actually this really good Cajun restaurant in Peterborough. I'm like, are you I kidding know. me? That's that's the one place in Peterborough that I, I blew my mind. Someone like to was go out of their way. Fat Belly Mamas. It stuck in my head because it was so good. We will shout them out on this yeah. episode. <laughs> We're promoting Welland. We're promoting Fat Belly Mamas. <laughs> I'm a cooking show. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, maybe that's it. Maybe you do improv in different Cajun restaurants. And that's your, you know. <laughs> that's my thing. That's your TV show or, or whatever. Well, no, the show is do like improv and do like the one really awesome little restaurant in the town as well. Totally. totally ten, a big tangent here, but. Um, I was just because you're thinking about like these small town, you know, um, right before the pandemic, I had this idea, this notion that I was going to do produce my own thing. I wanted to do a YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, about the Toronto comedy scene, the Toronto comedy community, like oh, make God, every yeah. episode like a different, you know, like those, those sort of like Netflix series where it's just like David Attenborough, like Earth, <laughs> and then he has like there's the dry lands, there's the wetlands, and then there's the Arctic, and then you can explore all the different. I would like to do that with the comedy community and make every episode like the stand up, the improv, improv yeah. sketch, and then sometimes just like venues or like. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and just sort of because it's, it's like Toronto has a very rich um, comedy scene. And even if you were to go like to like and bring in, bring in Ottawa Embassy and bring in, I don't know, whatever they got going on in Hamilton. Um, Hamilton had I... the staircase for a bit, but then anyway, the pandemic changed some things around there. So we'll see. We have to see what comes from. Yes, that, you know? I'm so I, I think curious. The same thing is like wealth. It's like uh, this pandemic took uh, on the making box. It took a bit of a hit on some of these theaters. So we got to mm. see, you know, what's going to rise from the ashes of these places. No kidding. You know? I'm really curious as to what the community is going to look like after this pandemic. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's kind of why Absolutely. I wanted, like, you know, I just recently did, and I asked you um, to to play. This is how we duo. That's right. I haven't um, looked at my schedule yet. That's how busy I've been. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, busy's good. Well, let me know. But, um, I yeah, I, I do want to kind of keep these going because I feel like that'll help keep the community intact, you know, like yeah. in my own little small well, way. Especially you know? because right now at Comedy Bar, there's no more than two people allowed on mm -hmm. stage. So it's the yeah. perfect format for a show exactly. like that. Yeah. And are your this is actually now I'm going to get into the weeds of a structure for the show mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I was thinking about bringing guess who back to comedy bar. But my concern was most of the time the performers are in the audience and I don't mm -hmm. know if we're allowed to leave the audience and oh, come up yeah. onto the stage. No, because they have, they have yeah. a little velvet rope in, at the end of the stage. 
to separate. And I was like, it's never been explicitly stated. I'm sure if I read through the fine print through the weeds, it would say not to, you know, but yeah. I'm like, the only reason that could exist is to like, make sure that performers don't come to the audience or vice versa, like to kind yeah, of keep that exactly, separate. Right. Well, and I know they yeah. want to keep maintain, make sure there's that two meter distance between uh, the performers on the stage and the front row of the audience. Mm. But yeah, I think at this point, at this point, we're not in a place where Gary wants people moving around in the audience coming up to the stage. Mm -hmm. So does that mean, were you in the main space for your show? Main space, yeah. And so did you keep all of your performers backstage, basically? Well, yeah, well, this, yeah. I mean, this one was, it's a duo show and everyone's like, so there's a pre, you're, you're playing with your duo partner. So I just have a set list running yeah. order. And then the, the rule is you can only have two people in the green room at a time and the two people on stage at a time. So then I would tell everyone, okay, just watch your running order. When the team be, uh, before you goes up or team, yeah, before you goes up, you wait in the rating, uh, the green room. And then it would just kind of rotate like that. So they come off, you guys go on, the next team goes into the waiting room. And so that's, you know, to get really technical how that would work. But I was like, remember like when the rules came up, I'm like, okay, that's interesting, you know? Cause yeah, uh, cause you have one of the shows, like we can't do just like a big old long for, you can't do the, mm -hmm. uh, connect 40. Four, yeah, connect 40 in that because there's no way of that many yeah. people in the green room. Well, I so, messaged SoCap about that and I was just like, oh yeah, that's probably gonna be a while before I could do that show again. Yeah. Cause that's where I- Having that many know. people on stage, even though, yeah. So what is, have you, do you know what's going on with SoCap as far as reopening? He, I mean, the only thing I know is I, in speaking to Ralph, um, that he's going to slowly, I think he said two to three shows a week. I might be okay. misquoting him, but something like that, where it's like, they're going to start really, um, slow and then build from there. And I think he's going to do stand up stuff yeah. to start, you know, that's what, um, it's, yeah, because it's easy to have a single stand up comic on stage, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And then everybody just wears masks. It's like to move around and touch each other <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> and it's always groups like you know sketch and improv it's like yeah. notorious for at least at least a duo you know very rare yeah. when you get like solo um improv yeah uh, yeah or solo sketch i guess solo sketch is a bit more popular these days mm -hmm. but even then i, I prefer a, a duo kind of sketch team like 100 percent. yeah yeah it's about that relationship that back and forth Absolutely. you know yeah, yeah. the dynamic mm -hmm. yes Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So there, you know, there's stuff coming and it's great that you offer a kind of show that is, you know, that, that offers audiences some improv in a way that, uh, stay, you know, in a way that stand up can't, but that right. it's still safe for this current uh, phase of the pandemic where we right. can have two people on stage. I mean, that's sort of like going back to what we were talking about before is like, you know, creating a space where it's like, yes, like these are brand new people or they don't know where to go. But I also like to invite, you know, heavyweights, people who've been doing it for years, like seasoned veterans, whatever, um, to play on the same show. So it's a little bit of a, for the audience, it's a mixed bag, but also like the people that are performing, they get to play with people that they look up to. And that's it, you know? right? You should yeah. be able to like, you should be going to see those shows. And the fact mm -hmm. that you get to play a show with somebody, who, you know, with Ken Hall, let's say. Exactly. That's huge, right? You go back and you tell your classmates, hey, I was just on a show with Ken Hall. He's exactly. Crazy. He's so yeah. good. And it's yeah. going to motivate you to like, you know, hopefully to, you know, to do more shows and maybe try to one day get on that level, you know, <laughs> start finding your Isaac Kessler who's going to pick you up and twirl you around <laughs> in the sky. When will I find my Isaac Kessler? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh man, what a fun duo. Yeah. Well, that's great. I I'm so, okay. I, well, yeah. This kind of, uh, we were, I was dancing around this, but. Um, I want to know about this uh, uh, improv Niagara, because basically <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm finding those yeah. small towns, quote unquote, towns that don't have a comedy hub and creating it. I feel it's probably something you've done over there with Niagara. 
Yeah, well, I have a buddy down here in Niagara who's been doing some improv, like, all throughout the time that I've been away. She did a show, her name's Dina, and she did, Dina Sr., and she did shows, for a while they had a show called Niagara Soaps, which was basically a, an ongoing improvised soap opera that they would play in Port Toulouse, which is in uh, St. Catharines. And she would do, she did a lot of murder mysteries, which I think when people are like, oh, improv, there's like, there's a huge amount of improvisers who do murder mysteries as well. Personally, not a fan of murder mysteries. Mm, right. Was that uh, like the dinner theater though? Cause that was Yeah, fun. murder mysteries are always dinner theater. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You go there and I never experienced a murder mystery. I'll be honest. I do. I am curious to see what it's all about. Yeah. You it's, I mean, it's pretty great. And you get to eat. <laughs> right. I, I like both. A lot of people love them. Personally, mm -hmm. not a fan. Uh, mostly because they're always like, okay, that's this woman's costume is, we're doing a show this time. And the, there's the skanky woman. And there's mm. the, like, it's just like. Well, it sounds to me like you want a better of, written one than that's, three. Like. Makes sense, yeah. Right. <laughs> so maybe that's uh, where you come in. You're just like, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen a, a dinner theater that I've, I've enjoyed. I'm going to produce. One Maybe that I would it. like to see. Yeah. The, there you yeah. go, Brie. All right, great. I've got my next project <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> so many projects. Posted at like a shawarma place. Oh, delicious. <laughs> uh, we do know a, a awesome shawarma place that we could probably get to cater. So let's do it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so Improv Niagara came because when we moved down to Niagara, or I originally we moved down to Niagara. I was like, well, well, let's bring one or two shows that I do or or one or two casts or groups of people that I know in Toronto and we'll put on some shows in Niagara because we know some venues and we can, you know, we could try to get Niagara audiences to, in, you know, see, mm -hmm. watch, experience improv because uh, when we were there, there weren't a ton. There wasn't a ton of improv. There's improv at Brock. And so that's like very right. much here at university and you do improv with other kids in university. There mm -hmm. was a troupe that had started to do like regular performances. Um, but again, that was very much catered. I think it was very much catered to Brock again because they were all Brock graduates. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do, you know, something like I wanted to take what I had learned in, in terms of uh, short form and in terms of long form and sort of blow Niagara audiences minds. <laughs> nice. That's, that's it. Actually, the main thing was like, let's do a, the first time where I, I really was like, okay, well let's do this. So I'd moved down here. It's like, let's do a regular monthly show. That's beer prov ish in that people can vote and people can uh, get hammered and enjoy a show and just sort of party and interact with us. And we, we just go up there and, and be big short form do some big short form energy, you know? And that show was actually very successful and it ran up until the pandemic. And even during the pandemic, we brought it online for a bit and it was, you know, we it still, it sustained, you know, itself. People were watching, which was good. Uh, but, and then and every once in a while now, we're trying to experiment with new shows, new venues, new things um, as, as, you know, as we're, as we become a bit more established here. So we don't have our own venue. We perform, mm -hmm. originally we performed at a place called Mate Cafe, uh, which is in St. Catharines. We started doing some more shows at a place called Camp Cataract in Niagara Falls. So how would you describe what it, uh, you guys are a group or are you guys a, um, are the classes? So the classes just started last year, which was mm -hmm. interesting because I was like, well, let's teach some, teach some new improv to people too, because that's right. something when I was a kid, I would have loved to have learned improv, but it wasn't, available it was like you did right. a bit of improv if you went to like take theater classes and i was already taking dance classes and my parents were like that's enough you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and then but it's like improv you do in theater is different than improv just for improv's sake so 
We're like, let's just do, we'll teach a bit of improv because I've got quite a bit of experience teaching improv by now. Um, so we started classes and during the pandemic, we did a couple of them online, but they weren't nowhere near as popular as in person, right? Nobody, people right. aren't as interested as doing this stuff online. So we're starting no. up again in the fall. We're going to be doing a couple more improv classes. And now we've got, um, we've established a nice relationship with a, a theater space or like a studio in Niagara on the Lake called Yellow Door Theater Project. So we're going to do Ooh, our there you go. classes out of there. Yeah. So I feel like classes, the second you have classes, you're in because then you get a venue, you get a stage, yeah, like a foothold. Exactly. Then the the classes they graduate, they become a team. Yeah. And then they so perform hoping, on your stage. You get audiences. Yeah. But for the most part, we were a group of people who had done some improv. Uh some people had not, so we had to train them really quickly, but they had done acting. So they were they had done either stage acting or one of them was a like an on screen actor. So he had done a bunch of commercials and short films and that kind of stuff. But he was very funny, so it he took very naturally to mm-hmm to improv so we for a bunch of them we had to be like okay real quick this is how we do this well it's kind of funny because i mean you know this is not i'm not like uh, a revolutionary but just funny to think about or uh improv skills are basically learning how to be a kid again so a lot of people are just like naturally just kids because kids are just natural improvisers they don't even have to be taught certain like game of the scene and all that sort of stuff they kind of just get it implicitly about how these things work you know where it's like you know adults are like what's the angle here how are you trying (laughs) to screw me Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we already you, have your money, sir. So <laughs> Right. But then you get older and you're like, I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to look exactly like a damn it. fool. Oh, and then but when you're a kid, you don't care about any of that sort of stuff. No. And so it's you're just like, I'm a giraffe. To... Yay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah teenagers, so... have you seen that shift happen in your kids already? Are they well um not really? They're not oh, like Mackie's just completely too. no, she's in sullen mode right now. Oh. Like in a room reading books. Mm-hmm. Right. So Mackie is an introvert, we can say. Yeah, <laughs> I have uh, I have a nephew, and he's our, he just is fourteen now, and it's so funny seeing because now I see him every few months, or whatever. So every time I go, it's like he's a little more teenagerish, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and just the last time, it was just like very like, "Hey, what's up?" Blah blah. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, and then we go out and I'm like, I'm ridiculous in, in public. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> and he's always like, oh, boy, like, man, embarrassing. Getting embarrassed. <laughs> like, embarrassed. I'm like, dude, you, what do you care about these random yeah. people? What do you think? Yeah. You know? But Listen, yeah, I guess it's inevitable. It's that certain age where you have to like, you know, you worry about what people think and how you're perceived and all that sort of stuff. And then and that follows you, know, you for so long. Yeah. I feel like there's like a freedom that comes once you start working with the people who are, and I say people, I mean, like I've worked with more women than men in, in this age category, but once women hit like 50, 60, oh, yeah. and it's like, ah, fuck it. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like kind of funny that art, that sort of uh journey that we take yeah. where it's like as kids, we don't care. Then you get into your middle life and you have to care about your image oh, and what you, oh, you and then eventually you pass over that so. again. And then you just don't care anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those are those are a hard couple decades when you have yeah. to care so much about <laughs> everything and how you look and how you appear and blah blah blah. Yeah, how you come across. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And then, ironically, is like the you know uh, when you stop caring is when you're actually you know well people will warm up to you in the first place. I mean, yeah. You're too worried about all the other stuff. People, you know, you people are going to be more standoffish. You're you're not going to feel like you're you're getting you know you're being genuine or whatever it yeah. is. You're not going to be happy about it. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, because you're always like, let me fit into this box. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like, stop trying to fit, then you're just like, you burst out. Yeah. You burst out. Uh, burst out of that box, Nick. 
And then when, <laughs> when you're yourself in a place that isn't accepting of you, you're like, oh, I don't need to be here. Bye. <laughs> oh, you guys don't get it. Okay, I'll go now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Just don't apologize. You'll eventually find your people that way, you know? I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. The next territory of the podcast is usually when we ask. Oh, yeah. I think about, that's where we should go, Bree. Okay. When we ask what kind of what kind of uh, struggles have you faced along the way in your improv and mm-hmm. your performance career, or even currently that you're dealing with that you're going through? Um, I mean, what? this is this is kind of um, yeah. This is kind. Of, I, I'm always kind of curious to know about other people's deal with this as well. So I've always been curious to kind of come on the show and 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 talk about this, I guess. But. Um, yeah, like kind of like I had hinted at, like buying this place was like my my version of like, I need to stay in the, um, you know, in the city so I can, you know, keep going. But yeah, I guess that's the sort of struggle for me is finding that balance of like, how long do I do this for? You know what I mean? Like there's one part of me oh, is just man. like, why do I need to stop? You know? Yes. Yeah. But there's the other part of me is just like, you know, at what point is it sort of like my, my, you know, my not using my time to the best of its ability? Is there something I could be, be doing with my time that would be better suited? You know, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, you should follow up on that question. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's I guess one of the struggles. Like, I had a whole I was doing stand up for about a month, and then I had a whole bit where it was just like. Like, you know, I own a landscaping company, so that's how I make. There's uh, another thing. Yeah, which I we haven't even touched on. I completely forgot about, but that's a huge factor. And the reason I ended up buying. So I just bought this. It was like a turnkey operation off of a, a friend of mine, ex-friend now. Um, no. I just I know, I mixed friendship and business, but bought the business uh. off him um, and took over. And that was just so I could keep. Because after, like I said, I was on, on EI for a year. Then I did the business development program. Then I learned, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was just like, yeah, this is going to keep me, you know, uh, alive by the skin of my teeth until hopefully something breaks out in the acting world and I make enough money that I can live off of acting. Right. Didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, I need to like extend that bridge. I got to give myself a little more of a runway here. Right. So I bought a (laughs) landscaping company with a remainder of all my monies, just invested all into like, okay, this is at least can generate income for me. And I have a lot of time off in the winter. I'm not, you know, yeah. as busy, so I have more time to pursue this sort of stuff. I was gonna say, um, do you also do like do are there do they shovel as well as it lands? There, so there's snow, snow, removal? snow removal. I do oh, that in the winter the as well. Bang. And that's are you just Mr. Plow? <laughs> Mr. Plow. <laughs> I'm Mr. Grass and Mr. Plow. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and then so then I, the, even buying this house was just like because I had a garage and it was like that was oh, another nice. thing. Was storage was a huge problem because I had all these machines now and where am I stored and blah blah. blah. And then it was just like, okay, if I buy a house that has a garage, that eliminates some of it. I'm still in Toronto. I'm upgrading, all that good stuff. So basically, it's this long-ass struggle of like me trying to keep all this stuff going so I could just keep doing comedy and performing and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's Um, interesting because you own the business, right? A lot of people in in stand-up or in comedy in general are working, you know, nine to five or whatever hours at, at for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, twist on it that you own your own business. So hopefully yeah. you can make your own hours. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. And that's sort of the, that was sort of the, 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 the idea mm-hmm. of doing it um, of that way, but it's always that sort of struggle of trying to balance the two of like, okay, of so I have this business that I have all these clients that are waiting for me and they expect this, they've given me money. So I have to like 
devote some time to this and it's not like i can't and just like if you know like you that does the labor or do you hire people to do yes i and that's oh. been another struggle is right. like trying to get someone to like just do that part of it you know just nice. you just go and do the work part yes so <laughs> you know? i can just sit here and count my money right you know <laughs> um but sometimes that's easier said than done as well and uh, i've had a guy for last year and like right when things start to like pick up steam and i'm like okay it's happening like now i've got an agent i'm like it's you know it's 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 working and then they're just like oh i'm gonna I found another job and they moved uh, on. And it's just like, nope. I've only worked on this for a year, getting it to a point where like now it's starting to do it. So now I have to start all over again. And so that's another know, uh, constant you, uh, yeah. struggle that no I'm having. Kidding. Hiring people is a thing. Yeah. Uh, so you have an agent though. That's positive. That's a step in mm-hmm. the right direction. So you have an yeah. agent for acting and stuff. And do you go out for a lot of self tapes or do you, sorry, do you so, send a lot of self tapes? So stuff? I should probably back up. So I had an agent proper principal agent before. Okay. Um, that was before I was Actra and I was going to like, you know, You're auditions Actra. and stuff. Now I'm Actra. But at the time when I first had a principal agent, I was not Actra. So I, you know, and they, you get like a call, you know, the night before Tuesday yeah. night, Wednesday, tomorrow at noon, you have, uh, here's your audition. Here's your thing. You got to go in. I have a whole day planned tomorrow already. I have like yeah. my whole landscaping day. So I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I bought this business so that I could be flexible. So whatever, I'll take tomorrow off. I'll go do this audition in the middle of the day. Go do it. It's like, hold this cup and say, mm, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming in. Bye. And I never hear from them again. That was like my whole day. Right. Didn't get paid for it. Yeah. I now missed out. And now the next day that I pushed all those, you know, days from Wednesday to Thursday. Now Thursday's raining. So I can't uh... even go out. So now I'm, at, you know, I'm now in double screwed. And it was like, it became so frustrating just doing, having an agent, principal agent for that sort of stuff. So I was like, I'm going to not have a principal agent for a while and just do my own thing. Interesting. And so I did comedy for years. Um, and then just through, through doing that, I shot a pilot with um, with uh, well my ex now Izzy, and okay. uh, for CBC, and then we oh wow um, I became actor because she was actress, so they they I got bumped up to actress. So then I remember That's always remember you thinking, shot the like, pilot. Did you guys yeah. write it together? Yes, we did. It was Amazing. a pilot for for sorry for CBC. What's it called? The gem for the, right. the, the online yeah, the digital thing. Yeah, but it was, still it was great. CBC. Still CBC. <laughs> so yeah. And then we were able to, so I became actor through that. And I always remember thinking, cause I, before I had a principal agent, I did background work. I did extra work. And right. I was like, if I ever become actor and I have like time, I'm going to go do background work as actor because that is better, a whole different ball game. Better food. <laughs> so <laughs> better food, better pay, you know, like you know, meal penalties, overtime, all that good stuff. So um yeah i've been doing that for the last few months uh oh, pretty much since uh, uh november of last year so right. pandemic times they started doing stuff i'm like let me get in okay, on this what action. kind of movies have you been on are you oh my goodness about? i've done some pretty fun stuff i think um one of the, my favorite ones was the show called c okay. with jason yeah. Momoa on mm-hmm. apple tv um, I played one of the soldiers, the blind okay. soldiers, whatever. So everybody be like blind. And stuff. Yes. So everybody's got, and it's like their helmets cover your eyes. So my face is all you get is the bottom half of my face, like Batman styles. <laughs> but <laughs> what was cool was I had a scene with Jason Momoa. <gasps> so I got to like, you know, uh, play I bet he was a cool dude as well. He he's a like very nice super, he's like, yeah, like it was, it's one of those, like he's, he's tall you know good looking <laughs> muscular and you're like maybe he's a douchebag and then he's like super friendly like all right fine you got it all then screw you I don't care. <laughs> no he's, he's really cool like uh he was very boisterous and like oh. just on set just constantly like laughing and like oh, bringing fun. everyone in on jokes and you know all that sort of stuff so my god yeah, that good, sounds great <laughs> yeah that's what you want to hear yeah, yeah. you don't want to hear like oh, he said he spent the whole time in his trailer just being a dick he's method no. he poked both his eyes out before every <laughs> 
he's just a party. He's like a party dude, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, so that's I did great. that. Yeah. And then other than that, it's really cool stuff that I would do. That was like my favorite. So I, it was. Yeah, uh, but you're writing too. Like you write as well. You wrote hmm. this pilot. Are there other things that you've written? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I want to do friend. Right? Yeah. I did fringe. One of my uh, uh, favorite things was. Uh, we did Hey 90s Kids, You're Old for the Fringe Festival. <laughs> and we did that for years. We did it first uh, in 2014 at Toronto uh, Fringe Festival. And then we did it. The last one that we did was 2018 in New York. And we, uh, we saw, did we see each other there? Because my sketch duo was there for that. Yes, I the, think so. The was it the, the f- but we're changing our name because <laughs> nobody knows what a utilitor is. And we're right. tired of explaining people. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it one more time, Brie, just so the everyone. Utilidors <laughs> are the tunnels under Disney where they bring the garbage so that you're when you're in Disney, they're the anyway, we called ourselves the garbage tunnels under the happiest place on earth. Right? Aw. <laughs> That's nice. I feel like uh, garbage tunnels would have been a good name. Maybe we should have just stuck to garbage <laughs> tunnels. <laughs> Very literal. Oh, you mean like a utilidor? Get out! <laughs> Get out right now! I love that. Um, yeah, so hey, 90s kids are old. We, we did that. And so that was written by the director at the time in 2014. But she brought in like this, this you know, really beta version, like the point is one version of it. And over the years, we, you know, because it was like, it was me and mark izzy hallworth. and others and then mark hallworth came in and then and then we just also became like because we we did our first one was in in uh, toronto in 2014 like i said okay. but then right after our next one that we went to was in frigid festival in new york and so that yeah. trip was a a whole other experience because we the the director got us an airbnb for nice. just the cast and she uh-huh. stayed with with her tech guy which is her brother at a different place like a family place right so all the that cast, point where you like I'm going to New York to visit friends. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's funny. You mentioned that because that's exactly what happened. And then when I got to the border, I was just like, you know, cause then they said, you know, the last time when I said I was going to go do the Herald festival, they're like, we're going to let you in, but you cannot say this next time you come here. That you're I'm like, cool message received. So I get to the thing and I'm like, hi, I am going for travel, tourists, sightseeing. He's like, exactly. are you sure you're not doing a show? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Uh, no. He's like, okay. because And luckily, again, I was still named Alan B. So they looked up Alan Ulrich <laughs> and they didn't find much. But if they had found, if they had typed in Alan B, it would have been performing. like, come see yeah, in New York. We're going to be course. playing illegally yeah. at the French Festival. And, you know. Don't tell anyone. Th- this story was just insane. Like going to... The border, like I, again, so I'm saying like, you know, they took my phone, for example, the typing uh, and looking online. And then he's like, we're going to have to take your phone. And I'm like, what? and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I can just refuse. Right. But then I'm like, then they don't, oh, don't let yeah. me into the country. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the, such a weird position to be in. You're like, all right. So you're going to go through my private phone now just because you want to, you know? And I'm like, okay. So I give it to him. And then he's like, tell me the password. And I'm like, okay. So he lock, and he's going through. And I'm like, I'm like sweating bullets because there's like three text messages. My most last text oh, message no. is like once from my roommate, like, Hey, have fun in New York. Another one's from my dad. Like, Oh, I'll see you in two weeks. Third one is from like Mark, my, you know, that's doing the fringe show. Like, Hey, what are you going to say at the border? border? What are you going to say at the border? And I'm like, do not click on that one, please. And he's going through my text and somehow he missed that one. So Uh. I I don't know, just a face from my side, but that was a very intense. And then meanwhile, they, so I went separate from all them. Yeah. So I went separate from the whole uh, crew. I went by myself. They went on the same time. They had their whole own horror story where they're going across and they're like, 
yeah, we're going to a birthday party, right? That was their whole cover story. They're like, okay, what, what, where, where, it's where should we York. You don't like, need a cover I don't know. story. You're like, I'm they going didn't... to see the Empire Seriously? State Building. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they saw also got in, but it was like this whole bullshit of like, oh, they didn't no. know the birthday. They didn't know her name because oh, it was, a, it was no. the director's sister's birthday. So like, oh, a friend's birthday. What's her name? Uh, oh, I don't God. know. What's her name? Oh, Shit, I don't know. God, guys, that's, that's it was like brutal. Amateur it was, hour. <laughs> seriously, it was embarrassing. They told me, I'm like, how? Oh, and then man. the best part is like the the the, the director gave us like uh, different props to take. So we're going to New York to do like a huge <laughs> fringe. Play. We're bringing all this stuff, right? So my job was to bring in. There was like one of the gags was there's like an old school um cell phone like a 90s zach morris kind of brick cell phone and the 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 one i'm carrying is so there's two there's a proper one and there's one that's like broken right so it's like the two parts and all these wires in between because like in the show it gets thrown off screen off the stage and then we come back and it's like all this broken version like look what you did to my phone right right so i'm carrying this broken one so like a cell phone with all these wires and they're like okay so pull out whatever this stuff is in your bag and here i am like you know, post nine eleven, like uh, this is not a bomb. I promise. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and so they're looking at it, and I have to explain. I'm like, this is an art piece for a friend that I'm doing. And they're looking at it, like, okay. I, I mean, he mustn't know this is nothing. You know, what I mean, this is just like wires yeah. and like, what is this? So, but it is <laughs> it funny just, stories, though. I remember the fact like... that I I crossed the border is amazing. I have no idea how I still got away with it. I had no business getting across the border. Oh, man. We've had, yeah, like Sketchfest. There's always like a message from a couple of the American artists coming down for Toronto Sketchfest. And they're like, so we like for one of our sketches, it's crucial. We have ninja swords, but we can't bring them over the border. Does anybody have ninja swords? It's like, uh. I know. It's like what a stupid, what a stupid art form we do. I know. <laughs> it reminds me. Have you watched? I mean, have you seen? Uh, I think you should leave it to Robinson. Yep. Sure. He got, he, you know, the whole coffin flops, whatever. Oh my God. It's he, so he, good. He starts going into like, he was, I was watching an interview on Seth Myers, whatever. And he's just going into like the, you know, like they were talking, Seth Myers talking about the audacity of sketch writers to like write a thing. And they're like, all right, now figure out how we do this. You know? Exactly. And there's like all these dead bodies popping. And then one of the, one of the things they had to like, you know, that to get rid of was uh, because I had written into one of the bodies falls out of the coffin and rolls down a hill and crushes a bird and then we're like and then the <laughs> director's like how are we gonna do that like you know just have a, you know, a bird trained bird no don't look don't look stay right there <laughs> then i was like all right all right but <laughs> um, so good nick anyways, have you uh, seen this yeah no what oh is my it? god you should watch i think you okay. should leave it's on netflix it's oh, right, on netflix. Yeah. netflix netflix yeah we went on a ghost tour this weekend and it was taking me like everything not uh, to be like <laughs> any of these fuckers ever come out anyway. <laughs> just drop a huge cum shit <laughs> uh no so <laughs> oh man it's so good anyway. yeah that's but yeah but it sounds i don't know alan it sounds yeah. like it's it's it is it's constant for some people get lucky and they get the success like right mm. away or earlier they get it but it but you know for some of us it's an ongoing kind of journey and yeah and well you i mean you i i respected how was how many shows you had going on too many. you know in the, in the before times <laughs> it was just like yeah you were rocking like so many so i, I always i always enjoyed that people that were that were found a niche 
There was there was guests coming from improv. I can't think of the other one that was the like a big called, one for you. Yeah, I, this was interesting because you're talking about how you're like uh, this is not TV. How your show was mm-hmm. like I don't know. It never found its audience. For me, it was what if. What if never found its audience. Oh, and I always thought that was such a cool concept for a show, but it never drew in an audience. Because mm. what if was like it was like basically sliding doors the improv. Version, right. You know? Okay. Yeah. I do kind of remember this. Right. It was like we're gonna improvise. What you know what the future would have been or what your alternate universe would have been like if you know you'd mm-hmm. made this decision instead of this other decision you could always try it right. again though, i do actually right? remember seeing that show we have yeah i've done it in niagara once and then we started a new format the other day actually yesterday we tried a new format which was a lot of fun it was kind of narrative based but we take like a childhood object that you lost along the way so nick like you know your gi joes that we threw in the lake yep. <laughs> and Wait, we're kind of like where they went no. yeah oh for sure 100 <laughs> percent. they joined the navy <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we'll take like if, if ever there was something important to you that you lost along the way we're going to tell you like what happened to it so and it's just like an a and b story improvised that we mix it up together and you know nice play with. and it was a lot of it's a lot i of remember fun. I remember the other one you did actually. I just remembered it was the one at, at Second City. It was the oh, yeah. duo Propaganda, show. Propaganda. That's it. Oh man, that was I also guess a fun could... show. Yeah, that show was a lot of fun and it came out of uh do you remember the Second City long form program? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Were you ever in the long form program? I was. That's how Truman Chipotle became That's a thing. That's why you were on Truman Chipotle. Are you yes. still doing Truman Chipotle? No, no, that, those guys stopped uh in two, beginning of twenty eighteen. And did you that do... was that was interesting that that era for me in terms of uh yeah, because did you uh, go into the assembly afterwards? Because they we became yeah, we were a house team. Into, that's right. Yeah, we were, we were exactly we were grandfathered in, which um, um, none of my teams ever were. I think that honestly, <laughs> like, and this isn't like to sort of um, put anyone down or anything like that, but because there were so many great teams, and I don't there think Truman Chipotle yeah. was like a standout per se, right? I think we were just as good, but I think the reason that we honestly like got grandfathered in is because um, I, you know, would you know, and like all of us, but I would, my whole superpower was like, I'm going to produce shows. So I would just produce yeah. uh, the uh, Truman Chipotle shows. And I think that kind of gave us a little bit of um, a little more cachet in terms of, you know, maybe from uh, assembly's point of view, like, okay, if we're going to bring te- teams over, Truman Chipotle has got a big sort of thing going on. They're right. like active in the community. And, and that's, I think one of the reasons that we were able to um, get grandfathered in with some of the other teams that, you know, cause there was other teams that were great as well. And yeah. but they, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I know when I'm, when I do teams, I'm like, let's produce a show. That's sort of my yeah. first go-to. And a lot of, and it's strange for me because I, for me, that's super obvious, but there's a lot of people like, no, let's get good first and then we'll produce a show. I'm like, it's a chicken or the this egg. How are you going to get good? Get, yeah. Yeah. How right. do you get good? You kind of, this kind of like is trial by fire. You have a show. You're going to have to I get think people good. like, what do you, who do you assume is going to come to these shows? You know what I mean? Exactly. Especially when you're starting out, it's not like going to be occupied by a, a thousand like scouts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to be people who are like drunk on a Tuesday and who are like, I got, what's the time? They're in the wrong are? theater. They thought they're yeah, the exactly. I thought I was thinking, exactly. So like, yeah, this is, this is where you're supposed to cut your teeth, you know, on these, uh, I feel the exact same way. Alan, I feel like we're on the same wavelength as far yeah, as racing yeah. goes. <laughs> For sure. I always feel like we've both sort of been running simultaneously as far as this goes. Yeah. I actually, this is such a way I was just trying to remember. Cause sometimes I like to think about where I first met someone. Do you remember where we first Got to know each other because we've known each other forever, and I can't even think no. of where the beginning of it would have been. I maybe maybe it was a this is not TV show that you produced. It might have been, and I might have done. 
I don't know. Yes. You know what? I think I kind of do remember. You used to have eggs of pursuit by a bear. Yeah. With Jillian. Yeah. With Jillian. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I remember having a, uh, a show where I did, this is not TV. But that's when it was like the variety show kind of era. Right. And uh, I think I remember I had one where it was the show show. Right. That's and all the, familiar. all the guests were people that had produced had shows. shows. Yeah. You had a show and then I had Calvin ball had a show on it <gasps> and I had Calvin sex to your ex. Oh, yeah. That, that then, would have been a good night. One. That, that was a fun been a good bill. I was really happy with that show. Yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah, and Best of Friends. That was a, uh, it was a pretty stacked show. Yeah, yeah. that is. And mo- and I was going to say, most of these people are still doing stuff. Mm. If not together, uh, at least like, we you know, like Oliver. Individual. Ball is doing stuff. And Quentin, right. I think, is still doing stuff. Anyway. And then, it's so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a long game. We're playing, it is. Alan. <laughs> Nick, I've come to like, reference. exactly. I've come to the list, uh, accept that certain thing. Like, look, uh, well, nobody that's connect 40. I'm wearing a connect 40 t-shirt, <laughs> my own merch, you know, um, which is a whole story in and of itself. Cause I, the, the, the year, I don't know if you know, I might've already told this. I've, I tell this, whoever will listen to the story. Cause it's just so frustrating and hilarious to me. Right, is that I, everybody. okay. <laughs> Connect 40. I, I did when I was at my 40th birthday, oh. right? 2019, March, 2019. And, uh, I was like, I'm going to do a, a, a sort of show or whatever. Right. And we'll see how long it goes. And then, so, and then March of 2020 would have been the one year anniversary. So I'm like, you mm. know what, for the one year anniversary, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a, you know, cause I would give, I started giving gifts away oh, nice. in the shows. Yeah, I remember there were DVDs. <laughs> I thought, you know what, for the year, uh, for the year, for the anniversary show, I'll do something cool. I'm going to make a bunch of t-shirts and then I'll just give t-shirts away. And then people in the community will be walking around with connect 40 t-shirts and that'll like kind of perpetuate. And we'll see if I continue the show after that, but I'll at least, even if that's how it ends, that's a cool way to end. So cut to March, 2020. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there was a pandemic <laughs> that yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Not like literally months. my show was literally March 20th was when oh. it was scheduled. I yeah. bought, I created the t-shirts, oh, scrambled, no. assembled the show. And then a pandemic came and now I'm like been wearing these t-shirts oh. <laughs> just waiting for this pandemic to be over so I can oh. finally do something with these t-shirts. We'll so I have like a whole box of t-shirts upstairs still. Yeah, we have a, we have some. Uh. I'll trade you for an improv Niagara shirt if you want. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a similar thing. We're doing I have a that. drawer full of like. You know, imp- big city improv shorts, oh, yeah. Detroit improv, embassy That's, improv. I've never done the Detroit festival. I would have loved to. Yeah. I was never on a team that was that drew their eye enough. <laughs> True Metropolis. Somehow we snuck in. Uh, nah, That's another border conversation. You. Why oh, you yeah, in Detroit? Uh, oh yeah, birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whose birthday? That, that, by, by that point, I got we got a lot of be- a lot better. It was just like, um, <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna go see you know this building. You know. <laughs> Whatever you look on, on Wikipedia, Detroit, what are the things they mentioned? I'm cool. here this, for this, your this. Chevrolets. <laughs> <laughs> Crime. For, we're going to go see Eminem. Crime. Yes. <laughs> Eminem, oh, Eminem and St. Clown Posse and <laughs> Chevrolets. Oh, yeah, they are. I'm here to buy some Fago. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this was fun, Alan. I'm so glad yeah. you were. I'm so glad we were able Thanks to Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you. This is great. And then, uh, of course, let me know about this is how we do. Yes, I will. I, I do, I'm like, if I had my schedule, but usually it's right here, mm-hmm. but I don't know where it is. Anyway, we'll see. Oh, no. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, prob- I mean, probably, unless there's a class <laughs> happening. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have learned about my constant struggle. Well, no, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. your yes. constant struggle with us because it is like, it, it, you know, like 
it's so interesting to hear everybody's different sort of everybody's everybody's hustling and it's so hard to hear everybody's different hustle and how how unique they are because how many people do you know that we've talked to nick that own their own business and are still like well this is fucking you know i mean the home ownership's a big standout as well that's true (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i'll take it i uh i mean i know like we're already ending here and stuff but it's um it's 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 funny though like i and and brie you talked to enough people about this just how many people are in toronto like is it just me or is just toronto very hard to sustain uh, as an entertainer (laughs) like i don't know how anybody i remember coming into the the scene i'm thinking like there's like information i'm missing right like um how do people make money and i'm like you know what i'll just I'll just do this long enough and I'll figure it out eventually. And then I, I, I realized the answer is they don't, they don't yeah. make money. Yeah. There's just no money to be made. You just are poor. If you're a performer. Yeah. I don't it. think it's like New York with like audiences ready to give money to be entertained. It's like- mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's, you I- have this whole thing of like even shows like people that pr- promote, uh, pr- produce shows for $5 tickets, you know, and then like, how are you going to make? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are you gonna and, make- yeah. and people are like saying, please do not do shows for $5. Like producers don't make shows for $5 anymore because it makes the rest of us like we're trying to charge 20 bucks for a show. Yeah, oh, we're trying yeah. to elevate this art form. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've heard both sides of the argument, you know, like one being like, there's got to be a place where people can just try stuff that's not going to be good, like amateur stuff. Like yeah. we're not going to charge 20 bucks for that because you can for 20 bucks you can go to the movie theater and get popcorn and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I've had um, that argument before, but it's like, you mm-hmm. know what? The mo- What's missing at a movie Thor? At movie Thor. <laughs> it's the- <laughs> Nothing. Thor is not missing from the movie theater. He's there mm, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's missing is that it's not live. It's exactly. not in person. It's not happening right now. You can't talk to the actors after the show yeah. and be like, "Great, great movie." By the way, <laughs> you know? loved your yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I think, and maybe, I mean, you've been you've been mentioning it throughout this episode. Maybe that's mm. it. Maybe you start. Maybe you start traveling. Maybe you start doing a bit of touring. Maybe you start bringing your stuff around. I always enjoy that. Yeah, small yeah. town Ontario tour. Small, why not? The Allen was one Small of the, Town Ontario tour. That was one of the favorite things we did with 90s kids. We created one show. We did it for four years all over Canada and then and then in New York a couple times in Chicago. Um, you and, and me just, are producers. Let's produce a show pro- that travels because I love traveling. Okay. Let's do it. We'll Breathe. It. It's, okay, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. I'll go all the go way back around to the origin. Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. I'm We're going to make it happen. I've never it. been to Thunder Bay. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I, I've been, <clears throat> I drove through Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay is actually really nice, but there's all these, like there's Sudbury, there's North Bay. Yeah. There's, um, I do. I have been to Sudbury. <laughs> yeah. There's Sault Ste. Marie. The there's Sioux. all these little towns let's up there. It. Let's figure it out. We're going to yeah. make some, yeah, let's do it, Alan. I'm on, I love I'm it. on board. I want to try. Okay. okay. And then get some YouTube content about the, like the best restaurant in that little town. <laughs> the best Cajun restaurant specifically. Okay. The best Cajun restaurant. <laughs> Which you will eat because <laughs> so it's specific. too spicy for me. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm such a baby. Why does this it. taste burnt and spicy? I don't know. <laughs> it like I just burnt. want some milk and crackers, please. <laughs> Can I just get a mayonnaise sandwich? <laughs> no, just um, let's see, a slice of turkey, and that's it. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh man, Alan, this has been great. It's wonderful yes, to chat with you. Thanks so much, you. Brie. Uh, where can people, if people want to look you up and find you mm. and follow all your great projects? <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing I would say right now, right, is uh, September 20th at Comedy Bar, 8 p.m. The next This Is How We Duo show is happening. Live um, improv comedy. mm -hmm. And then and then keep keep your ear to the street, uh, to the Internet uh, for the next Connect 40 show, because I am 
talking to Ralph about that, but that all depends on when there's more than yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> t-shirts, people. Please, someone just take a t-shirt. Um, yeah, I just can't wait until there's more than two people allowed on stage. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful that we have you know, we're able to do two people, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I'd love to go groups again, you know, big old yeah. groups, those are fun, yeah. But either way, in the meantime, uh, I'm very happy about duos. And if you will come check me out at This Is How We Duo on September 20th, we're going to have another banger show. Woo! Um, so it's going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be a fun show. All right. Well, we'll link all of this information mm-hmm. in our episode and we'll, you know, we'll make sure people know where to follow you and your projects. Uh, Love so it. once, yeah, thanks. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, do you mind saying struggle on with us? This is how we end all the episodes. Here we go. Struggle, struggle on. on. Struggle on. <laughs> I feel like I nailed it. <laughs> right, I nailed okay, it. Bye. <laughs> Later. This has been episode 72 of The Constant Struggle. For more information about Alan B., our guest today, check out uh, our show notes at theconstantstruggle.podbean.com. That was so much fun. Alan B., what a guy. We got to get those t-shirts. What do you think, Nick? Uh, yeah, I love that he's got like that drawer full. <laughs> was it a, yeah and it is a quality t-shirt Bree. like very... at the end of the day covid can't take that uh, that away from us That's true it can't take but... away quality shirts uh i'm excited he's asked me to do the uh his show and that would be my first show back in toronto so hopefully it'll work out and it'll be a really big shoe really big or shoe. adequately sized show yeah, uh, it, yeah because there are restrictions that we have to follow Mm -hmm. Uh, But we will, of course, share all of this information with you, how to find this show and how to find Alan, uh, because that's what we do. (laughs) If you liked this episode and found it helpful, share it around and maybe it'll help someone else's artistic struggle along the way. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, (laughs) Like, share, subscribe to our our own Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. thingies yeah <laughs> and feeds? don't are they feeds i, I guess. a feed yeah get fed on those things that i just mm, said yum yum num, num, num. <laughs> and uh don't forget to follow along and play at the <laughs> struggle pod on, on twitter. twitter where it's a cesspool of depression and politics but not our stuff no, not well, ours. To be fair, I almost quoted, I almost tweeted something yesterday that was like, ooh, this is funny and about the vaccine. And then I was like, nope, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Too uh, much speaking, of speaking of trash advice on uh, vaccines, you can follow us on Facebook <laughs> on our fan page at the, the Constant Struggle Podcast Facebook fan page. And don't don't get any information that will threaten your life from Facebook. It's yeah. you only go there for artsy stuff. That's right. Only and pictures it. of your grandchildren, obviously. Yeah, that's cute. Those are cute too. A lot of grandparents listening to this podcast. I bet. Mm-hmm. They're like looking back at their lives as uh, rich, rich boomers and thinking, <laughs> if only I had not done any of that successful stuff and gotten into uh, improvisational ballet. Uh, that's that's where the happiness would have been. Uh, thank you for listening, and struggle, struggle on. on.